we on? Hello. Good. I've been dressed by somebody else today. If you were here last week, you'll understand what that means. That's, actually, that sounds pretty bad. <laughs> I didn't mean that at all. How are we doing? We all right? Yes? Yes, good. Great. Okay, well, look, what we're going to do this week is... Um, by the way, that was a great time of worship. Wasn't it a great time of worship? Tim, well done. Fantastic. Really good. I know it wasn't just you, but... Hey, you, you, you let it, you get the glory, pal. Okay, that's... Um, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> We're going to fight dirty, are we? Is that, is that, is that how it's going to be? <laughs> good, no, really good. Okay, well, look, what I want to do today is I want to carry on talking about vision and mission, which is where we, we left it last week. Uh, how many were here last week? Yeah, good number. Okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a quick recap, uh, and a very quick recap of what I talked about uh, last week, just to catch you up, so that then I can sort of pin it together with what I'm going to say this week. Okay, that sounds like a plan, doesn't it? And uh, I think if uh, if you were here last week, uh, you would have known that I wanted to cover kind of four things, really. <laughs> Go. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be easier for you to do it. Okay, yeah, so if you could just push all the buttons so we can see all four points. We want to review last year. How do we do with last year's vision and mission? We wanted to look at what the main prophetic words are that we're living under uh, at the moment as a church. I'd like to have a look at the statistics, the cold hard facts. It was very good for any pastor to be honestly faced up to those. And uh, then what I wanted to do was set out the uh, 2017 vision and mission. And, uh, but just before we got on to all that, really, um, I said to you, actually, I don't think as the church leader, there's any one thing more important than I can do than to set out the vision of this church. Do you remember me saying that? Um, and, uh, because it is vitally important for us as a group of people that we know where we are going. We know what our destination is. Where are we going as a church? We can say, all of us together, yeah, we are going in that direction. And so we need to know corporately where we're going. But also that's very important also for you, actually, as an individual member of the church, to be able to say, yeah, I know where the church is going. Therefore, I know how I can fit in, how I can bring my particular gifts and my skills and my abilities, and I can bring them in and, in the right sense, submit them to the, the leadership, to the, the vision of the church. Otherwise, what you get is a mess. Okay, so we saw that we needed to see where we were going, uh, you know, corporately, but also for us uh, privately. We also saw, can I have the next slide? We also saw, uh, sorry, no, go back one. Oh, it's here. I should have used this. We've got this lovely new screen. I should use it, really, shouldn't I? Yeah, keep going. And again. Ah, okay. Uh, I've obviously left that one out. Okay, so... um, um, what I said was it's absolutely vital in terms of vision and mission to ensure unity. Now, we saw, didn't we, when we looked at Corinthians, we saw that the first problem Paul dealt with when he was dealing with this church in a mess called the, the Corinthian church, he deals with all sorts of things. He deals with drunkenness. They were getting drunk. They were, uh, there was terrible sexual immorality. I mean, boy, these are big problems to deal with. They'd stop believing in the resurrection of the dead. Whoa, come on. How can you be a Christian? Not believe that. They were dealing with all of these things. Yet the first problem 
that Paul goes for is the issue of unity. He says, guys, this is the one we've got to sort out first. Because he's saying, hey, I know for any church, unity is critical. It's a critical matter. And actually, what I am doing when I set down vision and mission, what I'm saying, guys, is, hey, this keeps us together. Because this is where we're going. See, if there isn't vision, people will say, well, well, I'll go that way. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the vision is. I'll go that way instead. No, what I'm calling us to as a church when I lay out vision and mission, vision and mission is I am saying, this is the way we go. Unify behind us. Don't do your own thing. Of course, use your brain. I'm obviously saying that. Use your brain. Use your skills, who you are, your shape. But see where we're going and say yes. Because, you know, as a church, if we all decide to go in the same way, that's a very powerful combination, isn't it? If we all say, yeah, we're all going to go in one basic direction, then suddenly we become quite a forceful thing to deal with. But if we're all scattered, one doing something over here and somebody saying, well, I know that's not my vision, I'm going to do... It's a mess. All our strength is diluted. Do you see what I mean? I mean, it's just kind of obvious, really, in a way, isn't it? But I just need to, to state it. Do we want to be a strong church? Yeah. yeah, we do, don't we? So let's unite behind a single direction, okay? And I'm, I, I think last week I really made the call. Hey, I'm looking for you, church, to do this. And actually what that will probably mean is if you say, yeah, okay, I'll adopt this vision as my own, it will probably mean you ask more questions, not less. You'll probably come to me and say, well, hang on, hang on, what about this? What about that? How does that work? And I've, I'm good with that. Malcolm's good with that. Come and ask us questions. But to say to you, but this is the way we're going. Okay, so we looked at that. Um, we also saw that God... Oh, thank you for finding that. We also saw that God honours vision. Do you remember? I tried to just catch you up, really, with the year that Malcolm and I have been on in terms of the things we feel God has been saying consistently to us over the last year. So that when I present the vision and the mission, particularly these mission points that you'll see, actually, you'll see these haven't come because we've just had a good idea, I trust, but because we feel on a number of them, God has said very specifically, I want you to do this. And actually, he's had to convince me over a couple of points. You know, the whole um, uh, 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 music academy thing, which I told you that story last week. So we saw that God honors vision. um, Because last year, our vision was to do church better and to to do church bigger. Do you remember that? And I said to you, actually, look at the way God has done church bigger with us. And I put about eight points. I don't know if we've got that slide. Oh, there we are, marvellous. Oh, fantastic. You know, I think they're far better on the clicker than I am, actually. Um, yeah, so we saw all of these things, and very few of these we planned. But, you know, suddenly God brought some bigger things to us. It's like God saying, hey, you've set the vision in submission to me, I'll honour it. Do you see what I mean? God honours his vision. God honours his church. He takes it seriously. He means it. When we set something, God's in it. And I I love that, because I know as an elder, God's got my back. He has. He's got our back, hasn't he? And he he strengthens it. So that was great. So we saw that. Then we reviewed uh, last year of doing church better and doing church bigger. And we whizzed through a quick list of about 17 just to go through them. So we refurbished the hall. We reorganized Alpha. We looked at church meals. We clarified roles. Introduced the Freedom in Christ course. Uh, we looked at another home group. Yeah, keep going. 
just whizzed through them. We looked at the Ignite leadership team. We've refurbished the creche. Uh, the sofas have arrived. Let me see, we've got three now in there. They're looking jolly good. Uh, Tuesday Cafe, we looked at. We employed Jane for two days. Yeah, keep going. Exterior signage we dealt with. We've begun looking at the website. We've created a church advertising budget now. I think it's, is there one more? Yeah, there we go. And uh, we've done some stuff on the database. We've done lots over the last two years. We've done lots. But, so we've taken the vision seriously. I take vision very seriously. It's important that we understand it. Okay? And the other thing I tried to say to you as well, I have entered this year, and I know a number of you have, with a sense of excitement. And a a number of you, when I've said, have you just got a sense, oh, what is God going to do this year? And to be fair, I entered last year like that as well. Uh, So it's not, you know, like a unique thing. But nevertheless, I have got this sense of, God, what are you going to do with us? What are you going to do? What could God do with us as a group of people this year? Where will we be in one year's time? I I just have a sense of, when I think about that, I think, oh, I've got this sense of anticipation. Oh, that's exciting. And I trust that you also will be excited about this year. Have a sense of anticipation. Have a sense of faith for what's going to come this year. Hello. Yeah. (laughs) Just the occasional nod is helpful, by the way. Yeah, very good. So that's what we looked at last year. So if we can move on to this year then, please. Oh, sorry, we looked at season, didn't we? I forgot about that. Yeah, we looked at some of the prophetic uh, words that were over us. And uh, this hasn't really changed since 2015. But I do believe we're in this really important season at the moment. This is what God has said to us. You're in a season of building a, 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 um, a structure at the moment that basically would be able to take a load of people. I believe God wants to build a bigger church here. I believe that's what God is saying. I don't think that's just me saying, well, I want a bigger church. I think God is saying, no, my heart is to win many. His heart is to win many. So that's the point of bigger church. And so we looked at that. Thank you very much indeed. Right. So now we come on to this year, 2017. Would you like to know what the vision for 2017 is? No, not bothered. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'll sit down then. And the vision is? Uh, even bigger. <laughs> Actually, I've tried to explain what I mean by bigger as well. What I don't mean by bigger is we're going to be five times the size we are by this time next year. Okay, I don't, I don't mean that. I think we will grow numerically. Can I have the next slide? I've tried to explain what does doing church bigger actually mean. Well, it means reaching out to more people. It means intentionally, again, making more effort to connect with the people of our community. It means trying to make this church more visible to the people of Seven Oaks and our, and our district. And kind of moving us or restructuring us so that we're more able to speak to and cope with greater numbers. Next next one. And here's a kind of quick one. So we're reaching out to, connecting with, being visible to, and coping with a greater number of people. That's what's been in my mind. That is what I believe God is saying to us this year. Church, get your head around it. And I, I want to say there is a difference between being a church of 100 and 200. 
There is. If you've done any research into, into church growth, they will all say there is a church. And we will need to think a bit differently. It becomes a little bit I know ev- less I know everyone. And suddenly it becomes a bit more I don't know everyone. And so how do I fit into a slightly bigger thing? About 120, they reckon. You get to after 120, when you begin to grow beyond that number, the feel of church can change a little. As much as possible, I want to try and prepare you for that. Churches change in terms of their feel, but there are core values that do not change. We love the presence of God, don't we? We will pursue that whatever size we are. We will always pursue the sense of God, submission to him and his presence. There are things about us I never want to see change. But there are things I do want to see change. So we will have to get used to the idea of doing church a little bit bigger. bigger. Oh, that's where that slides appear. Okay, if you could just run through that. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah, just bang through that one. Keep going, keep going. Keep going. Click, click, click. Yeah, you've seen this already. There's no surprise in this at all, is there? Yeah, keep going. What, what is, I suppose you could just say again is, look, that's our vision again. God honoured that vision last year. So my expectation is God will honour this vision again this year. We will see a bigger church. Okay, next one, please. Right, so in order to fulfil the vision of doing church bigger... There are nine areas that I think we should be putting our time and effort corporately into. This is quite apart from what you might feel God is calling you to do individually. But corporately as a church, this is where I want to put our time and effort. Can I have the first one, please? Outreach and evangelism. That's probably no surprise to you. If we're going to grow in terms of size, then we need to be thinking, how do we do uh, growth and, and evangelism? And the first one, as you can see there, is to appoint Ian. Way. Head of evangelism. Now, can I just say that doesn't mean Ian will now do all the evangelism. (laughs) Tempting though that is. uh, What it means is he will be our kind of cheerleader. So he will be in front of you saying, hey church, reach the lost. How do you reach the lost? Is that right, Ian? Yeah, thumbs up. Yeah. So he will be he will be stirring us to say, come on, the lost are out there. You know, when you're around an evangelist, they don't think about much else, do they? They kind of, you know, would you like uh, sugar in your tea? Yes, but do you know the lost? Uh, I'm thinking, what? what? No, I just want, do you want sugar, really? No, no, he'd be thinking about the lost. He'd be thinking about the lost, which is fantastic for us. And um, uh, during the year, another thing that Malcolm was very stirred with, he just said, look, I've really been remembering the days when I used to go out and do sketchboard on the streets. I used to take a sketchboard, and it's just a simple form of evangelism. You tell a story through... Uh, I suspect it hasn't been done for some years, to be honest, Mark, but, um, but it was an effective form of evangelism. So uh, Ian and Malcolm are now talking about how we as a church will go out. And there will be some times, probably on a Saturday, I don't know how many times, the guys are still working on that, how often we will go out as a church together. And we will try and reach people for Jesus. Not always easy, and not everyone's cup of tea, but actually we want to do it, don't we? We've got to take the message out beyond the walls. How do we do that? Well, we're going to have some concerted times. And I would ask you, please, as a church, when those dates come up, can you think about being involved and how you can be involved? It might be you say, do you know what? I'll gather some people and we'll pray because I'm just not good at that. But equally, oh, Ian's looking at me. No, that's clearly not acceptable. You will, <laughs> you, 
You'll have to go with him. No, you won't have to go. But I just, please, can you take those times seriously? It's about taking the gospel to the lost. Um, as you can see, Ian's going to take over Alpha. We're running our Alpha at the moment. We're, we started a little bit small, smaller than I would have hoped last week. But actually, there are another four or five people to come next week. So I reckon we're going to have four or five uh, unsaved people among us, which is, which is good. Uh, next time, and Ian's going to look at that. There may well be daytime alphas that he'll look at, um, uh, uh, and, but I'm going to hand that over to, to Ian. We're going to look at in, in a sense of um, promotion of key events. I'll come on to that in a little bit, so I'll whip over that one. I wanted to extend a house group challenge to all the house groups. I want to say to you, what's going to be your primary evangelistic thrust for this year? That's a challenge for you, each house group. What are you going to do in terms of reaching the lost? And maybe, here, here's a suggestion for you. Maybe you want to go through our social events and you want to pick one of those and say, yeah, we are going to gather friends, neighbours, and we're going to go to one of those. How about the quiz night? Invite your friends to a quiz night, house groups. And then Ian probably will stand up and he will talk to them about Alpha for 10 minutes or five minutes in the middle of it. How about you do that? How about you do that? That's one way you can do evangelism. And then the other thing I'd like us to think of in terms of evangelism is this last one. Do you remember when Ian came to speak to us in October? Was it October? October, November, that sort of time, last year. Do you remember he came? And do you remember what his challenge was? He said, look at the chairs next to you. Is it, is it empty? Why don't you lay hands on the chair and say, Lord, please, will you fill this chair? And there were about 25 to 30 chairs empty at that time. So I want to pick up his challenge and say, one of our missions for this year is to see another 25 to 30 chairs filled. It's just trying to put bones on something. Do you see what I mean? How do we, how do we move forward? How do we measure moving forward? Well, I think numbers, it's not the only thing, but it's a helpful thing. And yes, I'll always put extra chairs out as well. So, <laughs> yeah. So evangelism, that's one of the things I want to do. Okay, next slide, please. Marketing and promotion. Um, marketing and promotion is not the, the answer to everything, but we are a very hidden building. And as a result of that, we don't have billboards we can put up to the roadside to say, hello, here we are. So I want us to get better and smarter at just using what's out there. So let's use things like adverts. We've begun already to use a little bit of online stuff uh, through Facebook. Ian did a, a couple of videos, which I don't know if whether you've seen. First one had about 7,000, was it, visits? And about 3,500 viewed. Okay, so, so suddenly we've got a, a way of trying to access thousands of people and we want to try and ex exploit that a little bit more particularly alpha and christmas and some of our social events we're going to apply for a second exterior sign do you like our sign at the front of the building i'd like another one running this way so it could be seen through the shell petrol station oh good thank you <laughs> hello and then uh also as part of this i want to take another offering 
So we've been able to put a couple of thousand on one side to make sure we've got an advertising budget. I'd like to take another offering to make sure we keep that budget running so that we've got it for 2018 as well as this year. Do you see what I mean? You can't just stop after one year. You need to keep going to make sure we've got money. But this is, if we're going to do church bigger, we're going to have to wave a bit more. That's my feeling. It's just, let's, it's not the answer, but it's helpful. So let's make sure we're doing it. Okay, next one. Okay, I'd like to, what's the consequence of doing church bigger? It's more admin. Yeah, it's more, more work, basically. So, um, uh, as really of the beginning of this year, we've increased Jane. Who's, is Jane here this morning? Yes, there she is. Hello. We have increased Jane's employment from two days to two and a half days. doesn't sound like a lot, but actually that's quite significant, isn't it, really? Um, just so that we can start to cope with some of the, um, the things that we're doing. I'd also like to introduce an annual review for all ministry leaders as well. That's just, a, just to make sure that, that all our ministry leaders uh, annually just have an opportunity. I kind of do this a bit informally anyway, but I just want to make sure that they have an opportunity to sit down and say, yeah, what's good, what's not good, uh, what can we do better, what training do you need? You know, just to make sure we're on it so that, uh, yeah, we're just able to cope with larger. Okay, number four. Well, you know about this one already, don't you? Already got 14 people on the Music Academy. Did you, have you had your first meeting? It got snowed off. This Friday is the first one. Fantastic. That'd be brilliant. And it's, it's thrilling, actually. 14 people. Actually, if we want to get bigger, we need more musicians. We absolutely need to train more musicians absolutely key. Okay, number five. Can you just stop on the first, yeah, first one there. Yeah, stop. Now, um, the other thing about getting bigger and being bigger is you get more people in and more people that are more broken and have more problems. So I want to make sure as a church that we are able to deal with that as best we can. So um, uh, at the moment, we're talking with an organization called Beauty from Ashes, which is Jenny Reese larkham Does everybody know Jenny Reese larkham She runs a fantastic uh, little organization called uh, Beauty from Ashes. I know a number of people uh, from here have gone to see her and uh, her team, and I found them very helpful. And uh, as a result of that, I'd like to send a little team to her to be trained. We might even offer some training here so that if you have a heart for ministry and praying for people and seeing them set free, this works alongside what we already do with Freedom, for freedom in Christ. So the, the way it works is people come into Freedom in Christ, they do the course, they do the steps to freedom, and then very often people say, yeah, this, I found a level of freedom, but I still can't quite get free in this area. So I want us to have another level to be able to say, yeah, so actually we've got a team that's been trained by Beauty from Ashes and they can give you another level of ministry help. Okay, next one please. Now the other thing I'd like to do as well is, and I apologise for the language, but I couldn't think of a better way of doing it, is I'd like to strengthen the preferred partners that this church has. Uh, And uh, if you could run down through the rest of the list. These are the top issues and problems that we will face as we begin to grow. 
Um, so drink, drug, gambling, pornography, addiction. Things like marriage breakdown, divorce recovery, bereavement, personal finances, domestic abuse, mental health, gender identity, same-sex attraction, eating disorders and self-harm. There probably will be others, but what I want us to be clear as a church is, what can we do to help? And then when, when do we know it's got beyond our ability to help? And where do we then go? What I don't want to do is somebody come to me and say, oh, I've got this terrible problem with whatever, and I'm thinking, I don't know what to do. Where do I go? No, no, I want to work those out. And I want to develop relationship with people that we like and know and trust. Hopefully, if we can, in all of these areas. So Malk and uh, some of the others in the pastoral team will be looking at this to say, yeah, how do we as a church know how to deal with this well? That's what we're looking to do. We're just looking to get a bit better at saying, yeah, this is... Now, clearly, we go to Jesus. (laughs) But some people are gifted with help in these areas beyond what we can do at the moment. But that's what we want to do. Don't we want to do this well? You know, people are going to come. We want to see broken people made well in Jesus' name. And actually, it's no shame in saying, actually, we can only provide this amount of help, but you need this amount. So we need to know where to go. Okay, next one. Just stop, please, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah okay, no, run through that one. Now, joyfully, one of the issues we have with our kids' work is it's getting too big. Come on. So we were averaging six to eight kids. That's our fours to elevens. And that was fine. You could put them all in one great big room and they could muck along happily together and and the the 11-year-olds didn't trample the four-year-olds and there wasn't sort of fighting and stuff going on because there was order. But now what's happening is that we are getting up to 17. And as a result of that... uh, uh, we just can't cope with them all in one room. So we're going to make a decision as of the spring. I'm looking for confirmation, but I'm sure it's the spring. We're going to divide our kids' work into two teams. We're going to have a fours to six or fours to sevens, and then we're going to have a sevens to elevens. Now, that does mean I'm going to be knocking on the door of some people to say, you look like you could do kids' work very well. And the response I'm hoping for is, yes, I can. How can I help? There, I'm tearing you up. (laughs) So if I speak to you like that, that would be great. Um, But we need to do that. It's a consequence of growth. It's a consequence of growth. We want to grow, things will change. So it will mean we need to put more effort into our kids' work. Okay, next thing. Yeah, so uh, as as our uh, uh, two groups begin to grow and get larger, we also need to look at potentially making some structural changes. So... The second group will meet in the knoll room downstairs, and I reckon that could cope with about nine to ten kids. If we get any more than that, then we'll have to consider knocking the wall down between that room and the next room, putting a flexi wall in, and just creating a bigger space. I know that's expensive, uh, but we will consider doing that as and when it becomes necessary. Okay, next one. Just the first one. Okay, stop there. No, no, go back. Okay, thank you. Right. I need to talk to you about this one. I've got to give you the history. We're going to go over a bit this morning. Is that okay? If you need to leave, I won't be offended if you have to get up and go. But I, just, I need another probably five or ten minutes. Um, 
In um, the first half of last year, I went to a New Frontiers conference, and I sat down, and Phil Moore was preaching on faith. And uh, for the chunk of his talk on faith, I was feeling moderately smug, because uh, everything he was challenging, I thought, yeah, I've done that. I'm I'm onto that. I've done that already. So I'm thinking, yeah, that's good. Then right at the end, he got me between the eyes with a final kind of comment. I thought, oh, blow. And he said this. He said, what part of the vision that you've set would have been impossible without God? What part of what you've done would be impossible without God breaking in and doing his thing? And how much of what you have set as a vision is actually quite doable? You could just, if you put your, you put your hands to it, you could get it done. And it's one of those moments when you think, oh, I know that's speaking right to me. Didn't quite know what to do with it, but I know that's, that's there. We then complete this building, don't we? All the carpet's done, all the stuff's done, it's all painted, it's all looking great. And I'm walking around here during the week, just praying, and, I f- and I'm immediately struck with how small it is. God, we've just finished everything. Please, we've just put the carpets down. We've just, and I just get this overwhelming sense of it's too small. Anyway, I come back in here about two or three times over the next the, the few weeks, and every time I start praying about this church, I feel about this this hall. It's too small. It's just too small. Oh Lord, is this me? Um, and then in July. After I'd preached, Sharmani came up to me and she said, look, I was paying attention to what you were saying, but I felt God say this to me, this hall is too small. Well, that got my attention, as you can imagine. So I've been thinking about the building. Oh, and then just last week, Gemma is reading through Ezekiel and she reads Ezekiel 40 and it talks about how He is carefully measuring out the temple. And she said, I feel you need to measure out carefully what you need in terms of the building, and God will provide it. So, we then speak to uh, an architect, and we say, look, we want to increase the size of this hall, this facility. Malk and I have gone out, we've looked at other buildings to see, should we be moving We feel, at the moment, no, we should not be moving. This is the site. Uh, We speak to the architect, and he says, yeah, and he's a good guy. And he said, yeah, I know, I see what you need. You you need a bigger hall. And if you have a bigger hall, then you'd need bigger ancillary facilities, won't you? And then if you have bigger ancillary facilities, you're going to need a bigger car park, aren't you? And I said, yeah, yeah. How how much do you think this might, uh, man of faith, see? How much do you think this is going to... Oh, he said about a million. Right, possibly more. So I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the sharp end of faith, isn't it, this? So um, I just need to tell you, I feel God saying to us, this hall is too small to contain what I want to do. What are you going to do about it? So the kind of onus is now on me. So if we could just click through the next. So what I want to do is I want to complete a review of what size facility do we think we need. And my gut feeling, our our gut feeling is we need a hall that will contain between up to 500 people, maybe a little bit more. 
Actually, we're about 120 probably today. How full does this feel? It feels quite full. We need a hall that can contain up to 500 people. We need to, we need a meet and greet area. We need kids work. We need ancillary facilities and we need car parking. And I just feel we just need to make a list. Okay, next one. Now, how do we respond when God says something that to me is impossible? I'm looking at that saying, God, I don't have a million quid. I don't think we have a million quid. Where is that going to come from? I don't, I, I just, but God is God, isn't he? And I don't know where his pockets go or where this stuff comes from. But my response is to say this. Okay, as a church, we're just going to have an offering, one offering together. And that will be our response to God to say, God, we are going to respond to an impossible task. We're going to step out knowing we can't reach it, but we're going to step out just saying, Jesus, we believe that you can. So I'm going to take one step for the moment and have an offering. Can you come with me on that? Do you see the need for a bigger building? Okay, we'll take my word. We need, we, we need a bigger building. I feel God is speaking clearly about this. And the, the question is, will we respond in faith or not? And I'm thinking, yeah, I want to. I don't quite know how to, but I'm, I'm going to try. But I need you to come with me. I really do. Okay, next one. Uh, other little things I want to do to this building. Now, this might seem a bit strange, but I w- I'd like to complete the recarpeting. You know, we've done the recarpeting in here. I'd like to recarpet the rest of this building and I'd like to repaint. And you might say, well, why are you going to do that if you're going to knock the whole, you know, knock the whole thing about? And, well, because the issue is I don't know what the time frame is. I'm not in charge of this is kind of what I feel. Uh, and it could be some years. I don't know. God hasn't spoken. He hasn't said. So actually, what I'd like to do is I'd like to complete the rest of this building. And for me, that's just like a, a step of faith. Okay, could just go through the others. Yeah, we'll consider doing these things, but if they're not cost-effective, I won't do them. Uh, we'll just look at the entrance area because that desperately needs some stuff uh, doing and then the stuff downstairs I've already talked to you about. Okay, next one, please. What else are we going to do in terms of doing church bigger? Well, we need to strengthen our house group network. And so we're going to develop and launch a house group initiative to refresh existing group leaders and identify and train new ones. We all, churches always need new house group leaders. It's just this constant need. As we grow, more people will want to go into groups. Therefore, we need to train leaders to supply that. Makes sense, doesn't it? Okay, next one. Lastly, I want us to pray. I want us to have a week of prayer together at the beginning of this year. So it probably now will be February sometime and I'll let you know when, when the dates are. And we'll try and come together every day at some point. If you can make some of those meetings, that would be great. Some of them will be early morning, some will be in the evening, some will be during the day. So I'm going to try and mix it so that you can at least make one or two of them. I want to do that at the beginning of the year and I'd like to do that sometime in the summer, sort of roughly halfway through the year. We'll come together again and we'll pray and we'll see God. Okay? Okay, next slide. So lastly, how do you personally now engage with this vision? Well, firstly, I would love for you personally to pray. Will you please pray? Some point this week, will you say, God, we commit this vision to you? 
and then ask you, ask God, how do I personally fit in with this? What do you want me to do? We believe that he leads us, don't we? And he has a role for you. Every part needs to play its part. You are included. So be asking God how to do that. Can I ask you please to make this vision your vision? Will you give it the place in your heart that says, yeah, that is where I am going. I'm going to contribute what I've got to this vision. Maybe you could serve youth, creche, clinic. There are probably other things as well. Please be thinking about giving. Be asking God now for finance. If your view is, I haven't got a bean, well, pray. God gives. So can you be asking God right now for um, money for the offering days that we'll take? Please be thinking about inviting friends to social events and lunches. And also just continue to be welcoming to our visitors when they come in here. Talk to people you don't know. Don't stay in little groups. That would be really helpful too. And that's it. Okay? Great. Let's pray and then we'll have some tea together. Father, we want to commit this into your hands. Father, we ask you to smile on us and bless us that the name of Jesus would be known and understood and heard. Lord Jesus, we want you to be seen. We want you to, uh, to be worshipped and adored. We pray the glory that is due to your name would come from Seven Oaks to you. So, Father, we ask you, we ask you, let your kingdom come. Lord, let the name of Jesus be writ large in this place. And we ask for your blessing and your help in all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless. Have a great week.